your house in order, LaRusso? Who the hell do you think you're talking to? Bathroom's clean! Yeah, is there anything else you need me to do? Oh. I'm sorry, Sensei. I... Sensei? Really? Oh my god, kid, I don't know what he's told you, but you shouldn't believe a word this guy says or you're gonna end up exactly like him. You and I, this, we aren't done. Nor were they done. Welcome to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. My name is Jacob Burrows, and I represent Miyagi-Do. And I'm so at peace with my inner self that I have the shiniest espresso machine that they had in the catalog standing in my kitchen. Ain't that a kick in the head? Yes, my name is Jim Scampoli. I represent Cobra Kai because when I tried to apply for the military, I asked them about their karate program. They didn't know they didn't know what I was talking about, so I just left. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about episode two of Cobra Kai. Um, what uh, what a great episode, Jim. I mean, I'm sorry if we're gonna start every uh, episode of uh, No Mercy like this, but ain't this a great episode, Jim? Yes, absolutely. Uh, directed by John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg. Also written by Josh Heald, John Hurwitz, and Hayden Schlossberg. Those are like the showrunners, creators, the the big brains behind the scenes here. Um, and yeah, it, it plays really nice because it's, we get to see more of Daniel's point of view a bit here. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. we're still with Johnny. Of course, Johnny is our hero. This is Cobra Kai after all. Uh, but getting to see a little bit of Daniel's life. And I love this. I think it, it fits so well that there's enough of the... There's enough of Miyagi there sometimes, but there's enough of just the Daniel we know from the movies. Like I mentioned, especially in Karate Kid Part 3, when we're seeing kind of the car salesman version of him and like the happy-go-lucky always talking, uh, you know, just being that guy, the guy that made a friend immediately once he moved to uh, his apartment place when he's just walking in. And he, he made in the first movie when he makes us that friend at the beginning. I mean, it didn't quite pan out, but he's just that type of guy. He's got that great life. Then, of course, he peeks over uh, as he's driving to work and he sees Cobra Kai. Oh, no. And it all comes rushing back. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great uh, sort of reversal there where we see the absolute opposite of how Johnny's living, which is, of course, a reversal of where they were at the start of the first Karate Kid film. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's also... It does. It, it makes you think about when you're talking about it. They do so many things that are so on the nose in, in this show. Yeah. But you just kind of go along with it. Like, ain't that a kick in the head? Like, they have that playing and talking about how great life is uh, in a montage of him having the perfect American family. And then you see, I mean, ain't that a kick in the head? Obviously, in itself is, a, you know, very <laughs> on the nose. But then also when he sees the Cobra Kai logo and it's like, darn, like actual <laughs> horrible music. And you're like... This is really uh, not pulling any punches with that, but I feel like it deserves it or it earns it by, you know, just having great scenes that work in addition to the ridiculous things that they add to enhance the drama. Well, I feel like they, with the things that are on the nose, they don't, they don't tip their hand too much. Like it is on the nose, but it's on the nose just enough that it doesn't come off shitty. Um because it, it might not be in this episode. Maybe it's in the... Or it isn't. Maybe it is in this episode when he's like, you know, hey, do you want me to wash these windows a certain way? And he's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love It's that. just a fun enough nod, to, of, of course, to, you know, Miyagi and Daniel. 
but and it almost could it it's so close to being bad and eye rolly and i don't know maybe we're just blinded because we're big fans of this show and someone else yep. would tell us we're stupid but i feel like they weave in and out just enough where it do, where it works it works really well yeah no that's definitely true as far as references to um the old films but i was also thinking just in general like yeah. stuff that would seem pretty cliche like cinema wise and how you put stuff together you're still because this whole opening sequence it is like a car commercial like it's like it's this happy family is happy go lucky guy it's like yeah. so unbelievable the way he talks to his mechanics and they do like fist bumps and like ah like all this <laughs> stuff and then like don cobra guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> dramatic but uh but I, it still works i still like it yeah um and of course and i in mean fact it's it I, I don't know how they pull it off is what I'm trying to get at because I, I see a lot of shows that try, do that sort of thing and I roll my eyes and I, maybe yeah. I'm just blinded like you said. And and I think part of it also just kind of comes down to the t it fits the tone of the show. The tone the show is already kind of winky and tongue in cheek. So you don't think that the, the makers of the show um, think they're like doing something great here like they understand they're they're in on it i guess that's what what it feels like which helps and of course yeah, yeah when the cobra kai comes in and the flashbacks kick in with the quick you know johnny and then the, getting pushed down and thrown off the cliff on his bike what i love when he brings that up as well to uh, bullies don't tell me about bullies i was thrown off a cliff <laughs> and of course, that the uh, fateful match uh, in the All Valley uh, Karate Tournament, and yeah, fading to the Cobra Kai logo. There's so many things yeah. that are done so well uh, that yeah, you know, a kick in the head. That's great. Well, speaking of the flashbacks, I think uh, just to keep everyone updated, uh, when we talked about last episode, I talked about how I made my girlfriend watch all of the Karate Kid films <laughs> and then watch the first episode. And in this case, she's she's. She's out. She's tapped out, but she just happened to enter the room at yeah. the exact time when uh, Danielson was seeing these flashbacks. Yeah. And uh, I could just see in her eyes like, oh, yeah, starting with another flashback, eh? And I'm like, no, no, it's it's actually good. It's, it's, a, it's a lost cause. And it's a helpful because I get to see you know through the eyes of someone who isn't hasn't got this rose tinted filter that i have so so yeah i think we're right we're, we're a little bit broad well no it's tough man it's tough that karate kid part three really did her in and uh because yeah. i don't know I, f I feel like it's unfair it's unfair to judge uh cobra guys especially off of uh karate kid part three but oh you, you don't need to tell me jim <laughs> <laughs> we've been having this discussion a lot <laughs> Uh, but then, yeah, of course, we, we check in with uh, Johnny and Miguel uh, starting to build the Cobra Kai uh, dojo back up. And, um, you know, we get to, the, the show is really good at playing with um, obviously not just 80s things because we're checking in with the Karate Kid franchise here in 2018 at the time. Uh, but I like how they, they play around with Johnny, of course, being, uh, uh, being, I guess, is he a boomer? No, he's like, is he a boomer? I don't know, man. You tell me, I guess maybe, I guess he's no, yeah. I guess he's not quite a boomer. He's not Gen X though, either anyways, but they play around with just that idea of being the old guy and they have fun with that. But I love that they also have fun with the you know safe space whatever you want to call it you know current day but yeah being a karate nope. kid there's balance so it's not like it's not that like ah, what are you triggered you fucking piece of shit it's not the cliche 
version of break making fun of that. It's like we're going to learn from each other. Maybe we take a little bit of this, mix it with a little bit of that, and then we get that balance and we're on the, we're on our way to something great. Yeah, I think you're right because it, this is a great scene with, you know, him doing his first lesson and he does the speech that Kreese does in the films, but uh what is he doing? Is he on his uh no, he's he's uh, using his inhaler. And interestingly, right? So there's two things where he talks about like, "No, nah, I have asthma." And he's like, "Asthma doesn't exist in this dojo." And throws it at the wall. Now that that he never uses that again. <laughs> Spoiler alert! But he ne- he he stops having asthma. He's like, uh, "I have asthma, not anymore." And then he just doesn't. And I would say that this might be some uh, Miyagi style healing that he's doing through tough love. Yeah. Uh, but then at the same time, in the same scene, he's also like, uh, "Are are we doing a lot of gendered talk right now, or whatever?" And that he also uh, Johnny of course doesn't understand and thinks is bullshit but i feel like that is incorporated into the show so one thing is tossed aside but another thing is no we are going to re-examine things from the 80s and through a modern lens and we're we're making fun of it but we're also creating characters that hold up more as far as you know representation and things that people who talk like that would actually care about yes yeah and well so do you think it would also work as far as peanut allergies is he also because he says that peanut, like another fake crap, don't exist here. So if he cures Miguel's asthma, would he also cure someone's peanut allergy if they came into the dojo? I think he just has a healing touch, and he doesn't know it yet. Um, he just needs to throw something at the wall, and that apparently works. Because, uh, yeah, it, well, it, it's just uh, great. It's just hilarious that he never, ever uses that again, as far as I know. Uh, you know, spoiler alert. And And also the... The goof on Johnny being like so disconnected from the modern modern world, you'd almost think it'd be too much, but I love it. And <laughs> all the jokes around it make me laugh every single time. Um, Cause like when Miguel's phone rings and he's like, what is that garbage? Do you hear that? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. he doesn't know what a cell phone is because he's, He's not only only confused that 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 there's bad music playing, but I also genuinely feel like he doesn't know like that a phone is playing a ringtone. Although he does say get a new ringtone later, but I feel like in that moment he doesn't understand what tell what cell phones are. And- <laughs> no, he, it's definitely played that way and I reacted to that as well cuz I was like what's well, clearly a cell phone, but but I guess they didn't have that sound when he was acting it out and he didn't know what he was listening to. So it's it's just very comedic. I mean, it, he is like a lovable fool uh, in this, but he has that one talent of karate that he, as he you know, saw in his uh, vision or whatever last uh, episode that like, I have to bring this to the world. It's like my one thing I do well. Uh, but yeah, his cluelessness extends to, you know, the inspector coming to talk to him about like, oh, this needs a lot of work. And he doesn't even know that he needs a permit or insurance or anything because like <laughs> yeah. all that's pussy shit, <laughs> all that SJW <laughs> shit. We don't need that. Uh, and so <laughs> now it, as far as like, obviously we're in Johnny's point of view for, for most of this show. We're checking in with Daniel, though. But is it that simple, like getting into storytelling and just story and main characters and sympathetic characters? Is it just that simple to make one person rich and one people one person poor that we're immediately like, this poor guy's so noble and great, and this rich guy sucks? Because I don't well, know, that's what they did in the original Karate yeah, Kid. So it worked that, like thirty years ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because it's like we flip it. Is that really all it takes, or? 
I mean, I guess it's more complicated than that because also when we're spending time with a character, we're getting more of what makes them who they are. I mean, seeing his stepfather and all that type of stuff. But I guess it kind of the simplicity here could be like, here's a poor character scraping to get by. We're going to root for him. Here's a rich person or a rich character that doesn't have to struggle as much. They might have their own you know, uh, collective issues, but clearly those issues don't weigh as much as the poor character, right? Yeah, I mean, we should write this one down in our writing notebook because now that you're describing that, I can just, in everything from Jane Austen's Emma up until modern day, that is basically what's depicted. Look at this rich piece of shit and this poor noble person who starves to death in the street. Do we ever do anything about society to change that? No need. Nope. It's fine the way it is, but isn't it noble how they're all starving? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, I love the I love the uh, health inspector and he's just got exposed wires and oh this cool snake it's a cobra oh of course cobra k (laughs) just fun little stuff because it's you know more like again more things that people don't respect johnny for and i kind of like just throwing in uh doses of reality to the karate kid universe help just make like the absurdity shine through and play around with kind of the tongue-in-cheek tone of it because, yeah. you know, we can watch Karate Kid 3 and talk about Terry Silver ourselves, but the movie itself is never commenting on it. But at least here they're commenting on, like, dude, you're starting a karate dojo and you don't know anything and you think this is great? And I guess in the, in the meta world sense, it's kind of lame. But when we're with, on Johnny's side, this is amazing and this is, like, the most noble thing he could do. Yeah, and it matters so much more than all the other stuff in the world, and it's good. Uh, like, that's what we get to see as well in, in Daniel, that, like, he has the perfect life, so why does it bother him that someone opens a karate <laughs> studio? He's They're like, you can watch this as, like, a really petty, like, we're adults, but we're clearly, like, not acting like it because we're just reliving our past through these gyms. We both have opposing <laughs> gyms that are going to fight each other. What the fuck? Uh, like, it's so not a mature thing. But then also you get into all the stuff about spirituality and for on the Miyagi-Do side of things like the spirituality that's helped Daniel become a better person and then how he's maybe lost his way and on Johnny's side of course how he uh uses this attitude to help toughen up these kids who are the bottom of the barrel sort of they they get their way to deal with the world like the the fact that the world uh, is shit to them then you're going to strike first uh, yeah. as the title of this episode says um, well, and what I'm I, spe- lo- oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. You, you go. No, I was just going to say that, uh, completing the whole reversal that we were talking about from rich to poor, we have Daniel son in the country club, which is just such an obvious, like I'd forgotten when we were watching karate kid, like, yeah, Daniel son ends up here. He's on yeah. the other side of the aisle. Yeah. And he kind of gets a shitty son. That's, that's an asshole to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess, Cause it's like, they go out of their way. They show so much, especially just in this episode, uh, that Sam is such a good kid. They never show that. I don't even know his son's name, honestly, but they, they <laughs> never show that he's a good kid, really. Uh, yeah. uh, maybe if I'm misremembering, maybe later on they do, but I don't remember it. Uh, but well, what I what I like, I mean, getting more into uh, modern world and the way we look at story, character, and uh, you know, terms and stuff like that. Getting into something like toxic masculinity, 
it's so easy to just make a thing that's like, oh, toxic masculinity, bad, 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 which, yes, they're obviously, when you get to the toxic part of it, it is bad. But I appreciate, like, something like this gets into a little bit more that, yes, toxic masculinity is bad because obviously Johnny's way of life has led him to where he is. But also, some of what he's teaching these kids, and as we see that he teaches some of these kids, you kind of need to be a little tough as well. Like there's a difference, like there's a difference between being like a toxic person and it, and just like standing up for yourself and maybe showing some strength and just being able to like be yourself in the world. I mean, and obviously that people are going to read things into that and the show starts to explore how it affects different characters, different ways and can lead you down certain paths. But I appreciate it when we start to explore it more in the in the way of like you know there's there's levels of what you may need so because there are pussies there are pussies in this world and it's sometimes being a pussy's bad and other times it's okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh no it's true and i I am tempted to talk about future episodes but we're trying to keep it kind of spoilerish free you know for the first for where we are in the show um and one thing, yeah. I mean, th- I know this is a Cobra Kai karate kid. If we get time, if like, because we're still trying to figure out when season three is going to be, it could be announced any day now. But if it comes to the point where we've discussed these episodes and we're still waiting for season three or post season three, I would like to discuss the movie, The Art of Self Defense, because it's another, it's a dry comic movie that does deal with learning karate and going to a dojo and stuff like that, and I think it would kind of be in line. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Cool. I have no idea. Like, I just Googled it, and Jesse Eisenberg's in it, and yes. I've never even heard of it. So. Yeah, I think it fits. Obviously, it's different, but you got the karate dojo. You got all that stuff. That works. It fits. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah, so we get to explore a lot of that sort of... Well, if, if if one wants to call it masculinity, we're doing a lot of gendering right now, Jim. Uh, but if it is masculinity or just in general toughening up that he preaches, True. we explore that throughout the show. I, um, I would, but I guess I would argue more so specifically Johnny's brand, I think, would be labeled as toxic masculinity. Oh, I don't yeah. think <laughs> Why, he, he might be, te- what he teaches might not, be, obviously, it doesn't always get read that way through maybe Miguel or his students. But I would just say, like, you'd argue his his specific version would probably be labeled as that. I don't want to gender too much here. No, sure. (laughs) So what we're seeing a lot of in this episode is Miguel doing all the work, cleaning the windows, like you said, any particular way. I don't give a shit. Uh, Clean the toilet before you go. Um, And I think it's only like towards, well, like 20 minutes in or so, he gets to learn how to punch uh, after we've seen his two best friends appear in school. I don't want to skip past that because, uh, yeah, looking back, I'd forgotten about this, how they first meet, and uh, they're they're pretty good. I like them as characters. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see them get back in the mix here. And, uh, yeah, Dimitri, I don't want to say too much about it. Yeah, Dimitri and Eli. Um, the, Miguel is so likable. He's such a great character because one of the toughest things, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit more when we, when we get into the next episode, I think one of the toughest things obviously is to build up the young cast because we're all watching this because we want to see Johnny and Daniel and stuff like that. Yeah. But Miguel's so likable and I love the way he immediately latches on to everything Johnny says and yeah. he 
like is immediately trying to put it to work. Like he immediately wants to go walk up to Sam uh, because Johnny told him he starts listening to 80s music. <laughs> uh, like he's he's because he's, you know, like he, they, he plays it well as like not really a meek. Like, again, going back to obviously there's like a Daniel parallel because he's not like a meek nerd, but he's like a nerd. But he also feels like he's not a cliche. Like he could easily just be a cool kid. Like it's there almost. Um, And the way he kind of like inspires Johnny in a lot of ways uh, is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he tries to walk up and talk to uh, yeah. <laughs> Daniel's daughter, but it doesn't really work out. And then he gets the punching lesson and he sees a flash of the guy, Kyler. What a great name uh, <laughs> of this guy. And uh, the the description of like, don't stop here where knuckle hits the bone. Punch him like you're trying to punch the guy behind him. <laughs> yeah. And it is definitely reminiscent of uh, uh, Karate Kid Part 3 when Daniel is learning the Cobra Kai way. Because I swear it's pretty quick that he's uh, punching the hell out of this doll with letting all his aggression out. And Johnny's watching it like, good, good. (laughs) And I'm like, is this good? Yes, yes, it is good. Uh, And yeah, we got Daniel's dealing with Sam and how Sam's hanging with the cool kids now. And going back to the basics of just being rich, like these, we don't know a lot about these kids, except they're kind of rich and popular. So we hate them. Yeah. Uh, Again, so simple. <laughs> what like yeah. these stereotypes and archetypes or whatever? They're so easy to play around with. Like, I I kind of want to see more stories where like there's someone who's uh, a, a loner and isn't very doesn't have a lot of money and is kind of a piece of shit. And <laughs> and you know it's good to see whenever someone's uh, represented vice versa as well. Like Daniel's daughter, I think she's a good example of someone who's rich and popular and has everything going for her is essentially a good person. Um, but yeah, it's it's very good shorthand for the bullies to just have them like be just slightly douchey and we just know there's more underneath. Yeah. What's great though is that it's not like they know karate as well or whatever. It's never played as they're like, well, hey, we should know karate. It's like how Cobra Kai is in the Karate Kid yeah. movies. They're just kind of <laughs> typical uh, bullies. Uh, and I guess this, I mean, this is somewhat related. Something I think about a lot. Now, so the person who is that bully in real life, when they watch this show, do they, I mean, I guess no one sees that part of themselves, right? Like they don't, do they identify with that character or are they still being like, oh, I'm Miguel, even when they're the person who's like terrorizing Miguel? Um, I think they are Miguel because the people they're terrorizing would maybe be seen as such small side characters yeah. in their life. Their real conflict is with their parents or the bigger fish, that, sure. the bigger fish bully or whatever. That's what I assume anyway. Because uh, like, it'd be hard to watch, you know, any standard story <laughs> and just cheer for the bad guy. Um, and all stories are, uh, most stories are made in such a clear sort of black and white way that it's like these tricks of the trade they 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 make you emphasize with the people who have like no money, even if you're born with a fucking but silver spoon up your ass. <laughs> maybe that's why there's such the rise of the antihero, like a Tony mm. Soprano or a Walter White. Like we need more sociopaths because sociopaths have been watching media and consuming it, and they're like, I just can't relate, my dude. Just like, <laughs> yeah, but does some- that mean we need more? <laughs> <of that? laughs> uh, yeah. 
Maybe anti-heroes who become good guys, so yeah. they can go like, yeah, I sh- I'm a piece of shit now, but I can change. <laughs> I don't know, Jim. Uh, and then, I mean, there's only sm- like small touches here, but like we'll get into it more as we get into other episodes. The, the uh, spirit of Miyagi on this show is handled so well. You know, we mm. see a couple things when, when Daniel's looking at some of the newspaper clippings and he's got his trophies. And then they tie it in as he's like flashing back to teaching Sam karate and stuff like that. Um, and then even Daniel saying like, oh, I wish, you know, you were here. Give me some of that Miyagi uh, knowledge or wisdom or whatever. Because uh, it, it feels like a thing that could easily be bungled. Uh, but I think there's always proper respect and just the this the spirit of the character uh, shining through the show, which is nice to see. Yeah, uh, and I like when they're having sushi. He's a <laughs> he's such a like nerd <laughs> talking about the the different cuts. He just know the family's heard this shit a bunch of times, uh, and then this guy's visiting. He's like, "Oh no, I don't like fish." Uh, sorry. Yeah, do uh, fish sticks. <laughs> do you have fish sticks? <laughs> No, I don't yeah. have fish sticks. And, yo, he did get that knife on his first trip to Okinawa. We were with him there. I, did he? Yeah, I, I noticed that because I was like, ooh, first trip to Okinawa. Maybe uh, he went to see uh, that girl a few times. Uh, but then she went to Tokyo, I guess, so never mind. True. <laughs> Just um, went for the beaches, not the bitches. And, I mean, I, I guess that's the, 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 the basis of all nostalgia, you know, media that we see a lot of now is this idea, but... Since I love the Karate Kids so much, I love when things like that happen because it really is like, oh, this is my friend and we're sharing this memory we had. You yes. know, <laughs> me and Daniel LaRusso, like that time we went to Okinawa back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I just there's so much of this when you're like, I feel like it's fine in, in Cobra Kai, but that's probably because I have that sort of to fall back on that I me and my friend Dan went to Okinawa uh but but like there's so many things in other media where people just talk about shit and you're like I guess this was three seasons ago I didn't watch it like people are like always pushing those buttons of like this is connected to this especially in like Marvel films or whatever where it's like oh and it's like a close-up of a chess piece and I'm like I don't know where the I don't even remember I don't know where the fuck I'm supposed to feel this emotion from um so, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. I, it's, I, it's, you know, it works or it doesn't. I feel like here it works. I feel like mm. they, they, it's handled properly. And it, it's almost like just enough of a, of a time frame. And I guess because it's not like, like the Karate Kid's obviously celebrated, but it's not, it's not something that's been in your face like Star Wars or whatever. Where Star Wars, there was one time where it was kind of interesting and fun to play around in that universe again. But Mm. now it's not like, it's not interesting. There's so much of, oh, the Clone Wars, and then the post-Clone Wars, and then the prequels, and then whatever. It's not really a special thing to go back and revisit. I feel like this is a good enough property, and there's been enough time in between it where it feels different to kind of check back in and see how these characters fair uh, for sure and i mean this we we've talked through most of the episode here so at the end uh daniel seeks out um uh johnny and goes to the dojo because he's heard from kyler that he got beaten up by some old like he obviously hears the kyler side story, version of the story 
and assumes, uh, makes an ass out of himself and Johnny and goes and they have a bit of banter. Yeah. But it is very sort of confrontational. Obviously, you go to his place of business and and tell him to pack it in, basically, more or less. Uh, But he says, we're not, this isn't true. And Johnny's like, I'm right here. (laughs) It's like, this is so douchey (laughs) if you think about it. But it's so perfect. Like the wide shot when they're both on the mat. It's like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they're in the Cobra Kai dojo staring each other down. And there's all this history here. Miguel doesn't know what's going on. Understandable. Yeah. He's just cleaning the toilet. Um, but, yeah, now we realize, like, you know, the, the bad blood's still there. And, they, you know, they even have that last look where he's in his car and Johnny's still inside. And they're still kind of staring each other down. This epic showdown of two business owners <laughs> living you know just living as a grown-ass man but you know still have that karate beef in their history yeah uh and that's the end of episode two uh which is called strike first um and uh, i believe if you want to share your thoughts on it you can send them to shows which you know show at gmail.com or we'd very much appreciate a review on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts you can follow us on spotify uh all the cool ones stitcher um yeah in addition to the cool ones that's not one of the cool ones but it's it's one of them you can use it if you want and uh beyond that sir uh, i I think there's just one more thing jim well i do want to say that i mean okay we are a new podcast so i mean whether you're listening to this when we just released it or even if it's years later please submit a review on apple podcast or your podcatcher of choice it really helps the show um and yeah we definitely appreciate feedback but at the very least submit a review or you know rate five stars please 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 um yeah and obviously we have loads of podcasts at shows what you know.com and maybe you've already reviewed some of our other casts but we are releasing these as separate sort of feeds so this one right now has you know it's it's it always starts from zero whenever we start a new show and it totally depends on input from our dear listeners how we go with it so uh we'd very much appreciate it yes Uh, Beyond that, there's just one more thing, Jim. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. What's that? Strike first. Strike hard. No No mercy. mercy.